0: Welcome on this fifth Sunday of Lent. The fifth Sunday of Lent is often called Passion Sunday. We are drawing nearer to Holy Week, which begins next week. We turn to our orders of service. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Hear our voice, O Lord, according to your faithful love, According to your judgment, give us life. Blessed are you, God of compassion and mercy. To you be praise and glory for ever. In the darkness of our sin, your light breaks forth like the dawn, and your healing springs up for deliverance. As we rejoice in the gift of your saving help, sustain us with your bountiful spirit, and open our lips to sing your praise. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever. The night has passed, and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. We sing our first hymn. An invitation to confession. The sacrifice of God is a humble spirit, a broken and contrite heart God will not despise. Let us come to the Lord, who is full of compassion, and acknowledge our transgressions in penitence and faith. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been, help us to amend what we are, and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. May the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins, and restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Collect for the Fifth Sunday of Lent Most merciful God, who by the death and resurrection of your Son Jesus Christ delivered and saved the world, grant that by faith in him who suffered on the cross We may triumph in the power of his victory, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. Our first reading.
1: The epistle is taken from the Apostle Paul's letter to the Hebrews, chapter 5. So also Christ did not glorify himself in becoming a high priest, but was appointed by the one who said to him, you are my son, today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Having been designated by God A high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to
0: God. Let us sing our second hymn.
2: (laughs)
3: from the gospel hear the holy gospel of our lord jesus christ according to john glory to you O lord now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some greeks they came to philip who was from bethsaida in galilee and said to him sir we wish to see jesus philip went and told andrew then andrew and philip went and told jesus jesus answered them This voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I'm lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
0: May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In our Gospel reading, Jesus says, And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Notice Jesus says, draw, not drive. He attracts all people, strongly attracts like a magnet. But what is so irresistible about the cross? Surely it points to our failure as a human race. It calls attention to violence and pain and death. Why should we be drawn to it? Surely it should repel. The answer is it attracts because it is the way to life, the only way to life beyond failure, pain and death. Jesus tells the crowd, those who love their life will lose it and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life in the cross all darkness failure defeat decay and evil is sucked in and overcome dissolved into nothingness beyond it there is only love and light but we must remind ourselves this is an invitation an irresistible one but nevertheless an invitation jesus says draw not compel in fact when we use the word irresistible We rarely mean it literally. We mean that it is hard to resist, but not impossible. With God, we are always having to opt in. The only way we can live relatively safely together as human beings is because we have the power to resist, to accept discipline, to think of what is best for someone else. Our penal system is based on it. We are responsible for our own actions, good or bad. And here we are at liberty to be drawn to the cross, the crucified Jesus, or reject it. This freedom is vital. Without it, there can be no love on our part. Love cannot be commanded or demanded. Some people have wanted to change the wording of the last line of when I survey the wondrous cross and replace the word demands. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. But love so amazing, so divine, cannot demand, as if it's an order. But surely Isaac Watts doesn't mean it literally. Demands here is used poetically to mean asks in the strongest possible terms or presents an invitation no one in their right minds would dream of turning down. It's the same with Jesus' new commandment. To love one another. You cannot order someone to love. Love just doesn't work that way. The love shown us on the cross draws us in, draws us up, draws us through. Our soul, our life, our all into a dimension of light where all darkness is banished. And, as in everything, God is totally inclusive in this invitation. In our Gospel reading, John mentions that Jesus is responding to the approach of some Greeks. These are Gentiles. In God's invitation, there are no exclusive chosen ones. It's important to say this because Christians have struggled with this for 2,000 years. We like to draw boundaries around who's in and who's out. Some forms of Christianity even say that those who are saved are predestined. God determines who is going to accept his invitation before it is received, and the list is pretty short. Others say that if we are not members of a certain church or baptised in the right way, we are on the outside. I don't see this in the teaching of Jesus. And the early church were pretty determined to affirm an all-inclusive invitation. And I, says Jesus, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. We are all known by name. We are called by name, our true name, a name that is part of our essence, not an attachment. It is not a name given by human tongue. In heaven, we are not going to communicate in earthly language. The millions of John Smiths and Mary Jones will be glad to hear that. Each of us has his or her own heavenly name. No one is left out or overlooked or confused with anyone else. We are all called into existence by God, and we all belong to him. So God in Christ is, right at this moment, calling you. He's drawing you in, pouring out his grace for you. He's loving you into his life, into his light. We don't have to wait. We all have enough pain already to identify with his cross without having to die before we can begin to enjoy God's life, God's victory over death? What an offer! I've run out of words to describe it. Human language is wholly inadequate to describe the wonders to which we are drawn. And I, says Jesus, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. In the name of the Father and of the Son, We come together to affirm the peace. Since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us access to his grace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's offer one another a sign of virtual peace. We share the peace with all who are listening to this service, wherever they may be. Our neighbours, those around us, our families across the world, anyone we have on our hearts. We greet in peace in the name of Christ. We sing our third hymn. (laughs) Let us affirm our faith in the words of the creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray.
4: Lord of life, like those who came seeking Jesus in our Gospel reading, So we too come to seek you and to listen to you this morning, whether we are at home or in church. As we journey through Lent, may we discern what we need to leave behind and to bury in the ground as we try to follow you obediently on the more fruitful path that we should take. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you are the bread of life. You feed us through worship and prayer and in the precious gift of your body, broken for us in the suffering of the cross and in the Eucharist. May each of us, your body here on earth, be like the grain that is buried so that new life can emerge as we learn to share our faith and our vision for growing your kingdom here. Bless all those who are helping us to deepen our understanding of your unconditional sacrificial love, so that we seek to obey and follow you in all that we do. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We are asked to pray especially for our Bishop Peter, giving thanks for his ministry, his pastoral care, and his faithfulness over the past seven years in our diocese. So we ask for God's blessing on him and his wife Jane as they look to the future, moving through this time of transition and loss and letting go so that through grace they may discover new ways of knowing and serving you More deeply. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, the world cries out for peace from the pain and suffering inflicted on so many people in so many ways. We pray that the leaders of the nations may have the discernment and the wisdom to put aside old prejudices, instilled attitudes, and blinkered views letting these ways die like the grain, so that new visions of serving the common good, seeking reconciliation, respecting the environment and living in compassion may grow to help us all to further your values of justice and love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of wholeness and life, all around us we see the unending pattern of loss and renewal. Help us to recognise and to let die all the perceptions, fears, resentments, disappointments and selfishness that we may cling to, so that we may live differently and more fruitfully as we witness tender spring beauty blossoming in our gardens and hedges and we hear the happy laughter of children returning to school, may we be truly grateful for the many blessings we enjoy, ever mindful of others whose lives are fragmented or deadened, lacking any sense of hope or joy. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. May all those we know who are weighed down by sickness of any kind be given the love and support of medical staff, family and friends so that they can cope with each day hopefully being assured that they are cherished and valued. We pray for each one of them as we hold them to you now. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of life and death, we remember with thanks all those who shared and shaped our lives but have now died. We pray for their wholeness and deep peace in you, the source of life from whom they came. Bless and comfort all those who are mourning the recent death of someone they loved, whether unexpectedly or after a long illness. And we pray for those who quietly remember the anniversary of someone dear to them. May we and they all be held safely in your embrace, which lovingly holds the visible and the invisible, the transitory and the eternal, in one unbroken whole, transforming death into new life. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Almighty God, the fountain of all wisdom, you know our needs before we ask, and our ignorance in asking. Have compassion on our weakness, And give us those things which for our unworthiness we dare not, and for our blindness we cannot ask. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As our Lord taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Christ, give you grace to grow in holiness, to deny yourselves, take up your cross and follow him. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you now and always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.